All right, Dr. Mike here. Do you want to live longer and preserve your hearing in the process? Stay tuned to find out how with our guest, Dr. Michael Seidman. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish. Really happy to have you guys here. Thanks for joining us. Dr. Crystal, great to see you. Yes, good to see you as well, Dr. So we have a, we have a, a pretty impressive guest today. I know. You I'm know, excited. You know, I'm a medical doctor too, but I look at Dr. Seidman's uh, credentials and everything he's done. I've been lazy. <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't quite done as much as he has. <laughs> but, uh, but our audience will love him. Our guest is Dr. Michael Seidman. Um, he's an expert on the molecular basis of aging, noise-induced hearing loss, all that aspects of ears, nose, and throat surgery. Um, but what we really are interested in is he kind of combines it with nutritional therapies as well, which is really cool for us. Um, but he has his entire life, he's studied and practiced nutrition and alternative treatments. Um, he's a physician, a surgeon. It goes on and on. I think I, I, think I read he has over 130 publications, something like that. Yes. Yeah. So busy, busy guy. Dr. Simon, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. So, you know, you know, listen, you're, you're a conventional MD like I am. How, how and why did you get more interested in the nutritional aspect of just health and aging in general? Where, where, where's your story? How, how did you get to where you're at today? Oh, you don't even want to know. But I, I used to play semi-professional racquetball uh, at University of Michigan in college. And uh, I ate 8,000 calories a day, of which it consisted of pizza, nacho cheese, Doritos, and Coca-Cola. And yet I was in the School of Public Health studying human nutrition. So I, I realized quite quickly that that was not a good thing to be doing. And I started to alter my diet and I started to make supplements in my dorm room. And it went from there. Wait, 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 back up. <laughs> Making supplements in your dorm room? Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> for yourself or for other people as well? Well, it's fun. So I had vats of vitamin C, vitamin E, organic ginkgo biloba, go-to cola, you know, different different herbs that I thought were necessary. And, and I basically made powders in my room. So while everybody else was uh, smoking pot and smoke was coming out of the room, they would go, Yo, man, Simon's got powders in his room. Let's check them out. And, and the, powders, <laughs> the powders happen to be very healthy powders for you. And then before I knew it, I was making them for professional athletes in the Detroit area, working with uh, the Red Wings, with uh, the Tigers and, and the Lions. And, and a lot of my research as I went on and got my medical degree in University of Michigan uh, was on aging and the molecular basis of aging and novel strategies to mitigate that. And... Uh, um, my funding from the National Institutes of Health was all along those lines, which led to about seven or eight different patents, a lot of it based upon my nutritional research and my aging research and hearing research. Wow. And I understand. So you ran the wellness divisions for two of the largest health systems in the United States. You're currently uh, the medical director of wellness and integrative medicine at Advent Health. And I'm just curious, um, what type of health programs do you oversee is question number one. And are there any obstacles that you're facing from the more conventional community with, with the work that you're doing and the programs that you're setting up? Boy, but thank you for that question. Yeah, so let me start with the obstacles. Well, of course, there's obstacles as you, I'm, I'm smiling as you're saying that because, uh, um, you know, 
we, we believe in, quote, conventional medicine, right? But, uh, right. quote, alternative medicine has been around for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, um, at, at where I was at Henry Ford Health System for nearly 30 years, I ran and developed their Center for Integrative Medicine. And we had holistic nutrition, acupuncture, hypnosis, guided meditation, um, yoga, uh, chiropractic, um, wow. herbal therapies, traditional Chinese medicine. We had it all. And I built that into about a thousand patient visits a month. And my colleagues would say, yo, Seidman, I sent somebody to your voodoo clinic, um, you know, which was their <laughs> polite way of, you know, saying things like this. But, you know, they, they knew, thankfully, that I had been funded from the National Institutes of Health for years and uh, worked with the Department of Defense and the CDC. And so we had some pretty good street cred. And where we could, we, we, we documented results and uh, published a fair amount in the what I call complementary integrative medicine realm. So yes, yeah. lots of obstacles for sure. And where I am now, I was brought on to to direct and lead these roles. And what I find are that most systems uh, that are big systems like Advent Health have outstanding resources for health and wellness. Uh, the problem is, is you you can lead and this is one of the barriers, you can lead the horse to water. You can lead the physician for physician wellness to water. You can lead the patient to, a, a, you know, a path of health and wellness, uh, but you can't make them drink from it necessarily, right? And so I wrote, I wrote letters to the past couple of presidents saying I could cut health care costs uh, in half. So instead of $4.2, $4.3 trillion, I'm convinced that we could spend $2.5 trillion, but nobody's going to like the prescription, right? Um, when I talk to my 400 pound patients, they're not stupid. Right. And when I talk to my three pack per day smokers, they're not stupid. They, they just have a, a problem. Um, and they know that they need to lose 250 pounds and get back to 150 pounds. And my smokers know they need to stop smoking, but they'll say, look, look, doc, I'll stop smoking when I die. And my 400 pound patients again, are not stupid or ignorant people. They just have a problem in their they're eating things that they shouldn't. I like those things too. I just, I exercise seven days a week so I can eat what I want, but I try to eat cleaner and healthier uh, than what I used to certainly. Now, do you find just going to your area, your main focus, I guess, day to day is an ENT surgeon you on, on a regular basis. That's kind of what you're doing from day to day. Do you find that there is more of a lifestyle component to the patients that you're seeing that's coming in for hearing issues? Cause you know, that's kind of, that's our topic mm-hmm. for today. Our main topic is really hearing loss, age related hearing loss. And I'm wondering how you merge the two worlds as it relates to that area. The, the immediate answer is no, yet everybody here listening is smart enough to know that health lifestyle perspective are critical on our health and wellness, right? And so when a patient comes to me with something that I can fix, like otosclerosis, where the third bone of hearing doesn't move, it's almost like cataract surgery for the eye, but for the ear, I can restore their hearing, which is pretty amazing. But when they come with, you know, they're, you know, now they're 30 and 40 year olds with significant hearing loss because of, um, you know, the personal listening devices. You know, I wrote a book a couple of years ago called Save Your Hearing Now was on Good Morning America. And, uh, you know, the sounds that we expose ourselves uh, to are um, 
enormous and uh, we don't think about it. If you ever walk down a, a hiking trail or a bike trail and people are walking, they have their ear pods in and you might ring your bell on your bike so you don't run them over. And then they act startled because they're blasting music in their ear and they've just shut off the outside world. And same for people walking down the street. They're not hearing and not paying attention to their environment because they have their music so loud in their head or whatever they happen to be listening to. And we are now seeing 25 and 35 year old people with the hearing of 60 and 70 year olds because they just blast the music or blast whatever they're listening to. And, and that's the society we're in now. So, you know, yeah. we have 30 million people um, in the United States, if not more, maybe 40 million with, uh, you know, hearing loss. And it is considered one of the top 10 leading work related injuries. And it's also the third most common chronic condition after arthritis and hypertension. And uh, wow. it, we think it costs about $56 billion a year to rehab people. It's also the number one and number two disability of our men and women in areas of conflict. So the work that I've done with the military over the years, the number one disability now is ringing in the ears. And number two is hearing loss. And we spend billions of dollars a year. And we should taking care of our um, troops that have served and in, in defense of our freedom and, you know, with the guns that they fire and the bombs that are going off, they're, they're losing their hearing and they're developing ringing. So it's a huge problem. So back to your story about a patient that walks in, you know, it's, it's, it's a microcosm of that, right? Because when you're mm -hmm. 80 years old, your aging has accumulated over those, over those 80 years. So, you know, in one of our first patents, we actually were able to show that we could not only slow, but reverse age and noise related hearing loss in an animal model. Uh, but that animal model uh, was a rat and lives 36 months. And it took right. about six months to see the best effect, which is one sixth of their lifespan. So when, you know, if you're unlucky and you're going to die at 60, that means that the medicine that I would take, if it would translate to humans, would take about 10 years to show an effect. If you're going to be lucky and live to 90 years, um, you're talking 15 years. If you're going to be really lucky and live to 150 healthy years, which I think is possible, you, you know, it, it's going to take a while for these types of novel strategies, many of which um, my friends at the Life Extension Foundation have caught on to and are, are using. Um, and, and the same that we use for our, our supplement line are things that can mitigate age-related hearing loss and can mitigate a lot of the aging that happens in our body. Now, can you tell us about some of those nutrients, maybe your top two or three that our listeners should incorporate? So when I wrote my book, they, there were 80 and uh, Warner Wellness said, you need to give me four. You sound just like them. And I said, there are 80. And they said, you need to give me four. And they, we finally agreed to about 10 different things that would be helpful for hearing. And they're the same 10 things that are helpful for everything else. But, you know, I, I, there, there was a uh, Johns Hopkins newsletter in the early 90s that said, smart people take extra A, C, and E. Um, and then... Mm -hmm. There was another part that said really smart people take extra A, C, and E, and zinc, and manganese, and magnesium. The zinc, manganese, and magnesium are things for superoxide dismutase, catalase, glutathione, for the enzymes that protect us against antioxidants. And then really, really smart people, and my list was one of the longest. It was longer than Andrew Wiles when I was interviewed, um, had about 80 things on it. And it's a lot of the wow. things that you find in, you know, I, so, so we have a... Um, a supplement line, a men and a women's health system that we make that has about 80 different nutrients in it. Um, but there's a lot of things that I think are important from the standard A, C, and E. Um, 
but also acetyl L-carnitine and alpha lipoic acid and coenzyme Q10 and absorbable forms of glutathione and uh, grapeseed extract and resveratrol and N-acetylcysteine. And so I know you, you asked for a couple and I think I just rattled off about <laughs> No, I love that. I'll take 10, yeah. the 10 that you... <laughs> And, and, and I left off phosphatidylcholine and lecithin, which I think are very important. And some of our published uh, work has shown that that really helps maintain the integrity of the micro and mac macro vasculature um, in your body. So there's a lot of things that people should be doing. Um, and if you take supplements that I've designed, you're going to get all that. And if you, you know, it's a little hard. I, I love Life Extension Foundation, but they, they are the smorgasbord and have everything there. I've kind of packaged uh, what I like to think into a men and a women system that, that works out very well and it's easy. Now, my dad, speaking of your work with uh, military individuals, my dad's a Vietnam vet and he currently has ringing in his ears. Um, now, he's going on 80, so he's, he's a little bit older, but would you say that there are any of these nutrients could help with that? And is the ringing, is that a sign that you're losing your hearing or is it a, a different uh, health issue altogether? So tinnitus or tinnitus is the medical term for any sound perceived to be coming from your ears or your head without an external sound source. Um, 600 million people worldwide have it. Um, I have it in my left ear. It comes and goes. It's not there all the time. When you have it in one ear, you get concerned about could you have a growth on your hearing nerve and you should mm. see an ear, nose and throat surgeon for that. Um, you may or may not end up getting an MRI and you'd for sure end up getting a hearing test. But the most common cause to get to your point is um, uh, ringing. The most common cause is because of a high frequency hearing loss. And really now, if you're over the age of 30 or 40 in a male um, and pretty close to women now as well, um, you will typically have a high frequency hearing loss. And then the ear kind of manifests that set as ringing in the ear. Mm. Um, and we sometimes think it's like a phantom phenomenon, right? So if you, if you lose your right arm and somebody says my right thumb hurts, how is that possible? Well, it's possible because the right thumb still has a, a correlate in your brain, in your, you know, if you remember the homunculus mm -hmm. that you might've learned in sixth grade that, you know, on the left side of your brain, there's a spot that manifests where your right thumb is while well, your arm's blown up, but that spot in your brain is still there. So it's like a phantom mm -hmm. phenomenon. So as hair cells die in the inner ear, we think it sends um, or you lose inhibition in that particular area. Um, and that sends a signal up to the brain and we interpret it as a ring or a buzz. And people say, well, it's not ring. I have buzzing. I have hissing. It's, you know, any sound. Some people say it's like mm -hmm. a hissing of an air escaping out of a tire or um, high pitch tension wires or crickets. And some people have pulsing sounds. Everybody sort of describes slightly different. Okay, well, so what I would like to do for our listeners is just give us one more time that rundown of nutrients. <laughs> Not 80. <laughs> just as, so I have uh, carnitine, acetyl-carnitine, phosphatidylcholine, a good, uh, would you say a multivitamin, multimineral formula? Absolutely. I think that that's really important to take. And, and, you know, I'm a big fan of glutathione, but glutathione is not very well absorbed, but the glutathione ethyl ester is um, coenzyme Q10, um, N-acetylcysteine, 
quercetin, resveratrol. I don't think I mentioned quercetin the first time. Um, and, and the multi-minerals, as you mentioned, like the manganese, the zinc, uh, the copper, things of that nature that are in a, in a very good. Uh, so I'm doing pretty good. I got, I got, I have most, most of those in my, I, uh, I think so. in my cabinet. Yeah, that's awesome, uh, Doctor Seidman. Yeah, like just to kind of summarize everything, because there's so much we could talk about. I mean, th- I mean, this conversation could be huge. I mean, we, we're obviously going to need to have you come on again. But what, what would you like our audience to know? Like, what's the take-home message about hearing health and how that relates to aging? Give us your little, uh, your little summary for for the audience. Sure. Um, um, respect what you have, right? God gave us two ears and you can protect yourself. So if you're going to go out and mow the lawn, wear earplugs. If women are going to blow dry their hair and they have a nice head of hair, wear earplugs. If you're going to go to a, a hockey game or to a concert, wear earplugs, protect your hearing. Um, turn down the music. If you've got ear pods or iPads or whatever you're doing and you're listening to music, turn it down. Make it, make sure that you can have a normal conversation. So protect what you have. And then I think it's helpful to exercise, to get sleep, um, to take the proper nutrients. And we've gone over that a couple of times as well. Is there a website that uh, we can send our audience to, to, to learn a little bit more about you, maybe see some of the books you're published? Sure. So I, I, I guess I have two. One is uh, peak365nutrition.com. And the other one would be bodylanguagevitamins.com. That's Dr. Michael Seidman. Yeah, obviously a huge expert in all this stuff. Um, this is fantastic. Thanks for joining us today. You're listening to Live Foreverish. Don't forget, you can go to liveforeverish.com, and you can download a bunch of other episodes. And when you do that, please like, share, and subscribe so you never miss a show. That's liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening.